significant game we're gonna to have to take this to pieces rotten stall at rotten stall it's neck and neck we've 59 points they're 58 no sorry we've 63 <laughs> um and it's worth mentioning here this is from one of the spectators spectators lower house and rotten stall had been like elizabeth the first and mary queen of scots what? rivals from afar who knew about each other's existence but who hadn't ever met Unlike those illustrious monarchs who never did meet, there was always going to be a day of reckoning for the main rivals of 1982. You know, that's that's what happened. Lofty, can you remember remember the build-up to this game? It's it's in August. It's in 1982. Can you remember the build-up? Well, Burnley Express built it up. Um, they they were uh, they were the ones that uh, really built it up into a bit of a bit of a nail biter. Just before the the Thursday before the game, I was uh, approached by two Rivers Rivers League sides to become the pro. And uh, I asked them to go away until after the season ended because I didn't want anything to disrupt. I, I had a word with Jack Hayes and told him about it, but yeah. he said just might forget it and get on with it. Yeah. But that that were about it. It it, it, it weren't a it was just a, a game, again, that we had to win. And uh, it's a small ground. And we, we, what we'd got, I fancied his chances of getting a, a decent total. But um, they battered first. Yeah. Hot day, Brian, uh, Alan. It was a hot yeah. day. And I just, it was just one of them things. It, I don't know what happened. What was going on? I just, you, you got us. A few runs, and I'm going to say there were two <coughs> run outs, but it doesn't look like Stan was involved. No, I was back in the tent by then. No, there were certainly run outs. Were it for lasting? For lasting, I remember rightly. Well, I, two things I remember in the game I remember my first class debut for Wellington, I dropped the highest catch I've ever. Well, I didn't drop it, I didn't touch it. In this game, I was at square leg, and I don't know who was bowling. and Franklin got under one. It was miles in there, and I remember catching it at squarely laying down on the ground, and it sort of hit me in the stomach. Um, and then batting, um, I think we were doing it quite comfortably. Um, mm. And for some reason, you know, I just had another bloody brain fade and run myself out. It was never as quick as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, just quickly go through the, the scorecard. Rockstall battered, it's saying here, 27, it was reduced to 27 overs a side. Rockstall, 143 for eight. Uh, Bush, you got three wickets. Uh, Evan bowled uh, five overs. Brom, 10 overs. And, and Lofty, nine overs. And then we've opened the batting. Stan, Igge, 12 for one, 16 for two. And then Evan and Phil have put on you know, a good stand of... Uh, you know, of 60-odd, and then it looks like those two run-outs. Bush, you've got 17 going in at five, 
and then it's five three nine zero one four. That collapse was the pressure getting to you, lads. Were you bottling it? Yeah. Go on, Brom. That's interesting. So you think that it was getting to us? Yeah. That I, I felt that there was panic in the dressing room. Yeah. For the first time that season, I I I, I felt the pressure in the dressing room, <clears throat> and I think yeah. everybody who went out to bat there was. There was no calmness about the place at all. Yeah, and the run eggs don't help, do they? If that, if that is the what's happening to the likes of Tripp and, and Bart and, and Dave Keeley and Rusty, it, they don't help when you have the run outs, which is extremely unfortunate when, when you look yeah. at that game. But you've got to say, you look at the Rockstock side, you know, there's some players there who've won a lot of leagues. Brain Payne, John Swanee, Steve Ashworth. Yeah, lots of experience, yeah. Yeah, they are. There's some, you know, and then you get into Brett Story, a good young player, and Beaumont. Uh, good players. So, he's, you know, we'll come on to this towards the end. Is that the game, do you think, Bush, that mm. lost you that title? Or do you think, you know, I know we've talked about the two Todd games, but I watched, what was your outlook on that particular game? Yeah, it was significant, that game, really. Because yeah. uh, we've been in front all season, haven't we? Yeah. And then for the first time, we're just slightly behind. And uh, we knew we got to play them again at home. Yeah, so we knew that's going to be a big game. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was significant, really, that game. I think. Yeah, and it took them following that victory. They they then four points in front of us, yeah. um, and then we're going in towards the end of August, and we've absolutely battered Church there. When you look, you know, to we win in, yeah, in the early eighties, to win by uh, I think one hundred and. 104 runs, you know, it's fantastic and looks like a great batting performance there. 210 for eight us, uh, all spread out again. Phil, 42, Evan, 28, Stan, 24. And Bush, you got 77 not out. Highest hmm. Lancashire League score up to that time, I believe. Probably would be, yeah. yeah. The, match be- the match before Bush, you got your 100th Lancashire League wicket. Did yeah. it? And then we've, you know, you we bowl them out for 106. The opening partnership got 48, and then you've you've obviously gone right through them. Evan, you 24 for six to to, to bash them. But it's interesting that Rishton beat Rottenstall on that same day. So we were back to back 60, yeah, 67 points each, with probably was four games to go. So mm-hmm. it, it's back on. So lofty, you know, you've had this approach from the Ribblesdale League. Sides which can't have you know it doesn't settle you a little bit you know I appreciate you kept that to yourself. Hey, what, what was it like in at practice and at training and the and the the actual atmosphere around the ground in the build up to these uh, you know to September? People thought we could do it. We thought at that particular time we might be able to do it. Everybody were sound in training and in playing, and it, uh, it it's a case of Things like that get to you, not off the field, but on the field. Yeah. And, uh, everything seemed to be all right off the field. Nobody were uh, really shouting from houses, we're going to win the league or, or, or anything like that. We we just plodded on and, and uh, saw what come along. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Can you remember Stan at that stage? You know, you're... Stan's gone for his fifth um, dinner beans. Dinner beans. Dinner beans. Dinner beans. Dinner beans. Dinner beans. This or no, Stan? No, no, I'm still on cups of tea. Um, I think I think 
in, in that particular game against just going to the Rockstar game, in that particular game, the two run outs came about because we did have to score runs. The overs were the overs were, were ticking by. And that was the first time I felt that, that there was pressure on us. And it was certainly I actually felt the Burnley loss. I think it was the second to the end game of the season. I actually think that that was the critical one. I do, but but you can you can still see that we 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 are playing some bloody good cricket and we're murdering teams. Yeah, you know we murdered we murdered Kong, uh in, in an up, in an upcoming game, and we've talked about how much of a team we were. It was very rare that somebody scored a seventy, but there were lots of thirties and forties. Yeah, lots, there were lots of threefers. Evan had his sixfers. Um, it was a proper team, and I noticed that uh, John Ormrod uh, played a couple of games. My memory may be wrong, but I don't remember Trip playing playing a lot of games. I don't think he was a regular, but he's but he's coming he's coming to the side. Uh, I noticed Rusty isn't playing in this in this game. We were a very tight squad, but we were, we were a proper team. Nothing wrong with team spirit. No, not at all. Oh no, we're good, weren't it? Great atmosphere so, between lads, weren't it? You know, we all yeah. stuck together we, and we all contributed. But that was I a good also, thing. That's why we were made a team because everybody yeah. contributed to some form of winning. And uh, I also don't like, small runs. Sorry, Graham. I also don't remember us thinking, well, we're doing better than we've ever done. Um, we'll settle for third or fourth or runners up. We were we did take it one game at a time, but we were desperate to. They're desperate to win the league. If you could oh, yeah. Yeah, imagine, imagine, we, all right, we were in the cup final in 80 and and we probably, well, we lost that in unfortunate circumstances and we were fitted up a little bit, but probably that was a lack of experience uh, and, and probably a little bit of a lack of experience in this one. But um, like I said, there was no complacency or, or you know, it's little Lawrence, we're doing okay. We really wanted to win it. Really wanted to oh, win it. Good yeah. grief, yeah. That, that's good that, you know, that, that spirit was still there. And again, we go back to this winning habit sort of thing. And it's easy to dissect seasons and games, you know, many years after the event. But the, the following week, we play Combe at home. 161, we get exactly, as you've said, Stan, all the, all the runs shared out. They've got College King. Evan gets in for 18 and they're 115 for nine. And we don't get that bonus point again. Mm. So that's similar yeah. to the Enfield game. Does that ring any bells with anyone as to not getting those bonus? I know it's easy to say now, but at the time, you know, did we feel that, you know, we we're coming off with four points, but gutted because we'd not got the bonus point? I think it depends on what, what time of game it was. You know, yeah. uh, were it the last over that we took the ninth wicket, uh, you know, and this out to other. Uh, yeah. uh, it depends on on when the uh, ninth wicket fell. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you know we'd got it, you know, you know, quite late to, towards the end of the innings, and it's easy to look back on it in hindsight. Um, but Rottenstall won that same the, the game, the twenty third game. Yes, sorry, just just yes. on the subject of, of, of not getting signs all out. Yeah, but don't forget this is this is the year before bonus point. So signs were well versed in shutting up shop if they weren't going to win. They were well versed with the mentality. For instance, they're chasing 180, they 70 for six with, with five overs left. They just yeah. shut, they shut up shop. 
Um, that, that doesn't happen now because they're striving for bonus points or they realise they're getting thrashed and they throw the wicket away. Yeah. That didn't happen in those days. And they did, you know, it wasn't just a, a malicious thing or a local derby where you would do it. Everyone would, you know, if they would bat and continue to bat to deny yeah. those points. Yeah, you're right, Stan. So then we One thing on. I remember about the Colm game was the day before, this is the game where we played at Lower House, Collis had got 175 on the, but this must have been a Sunday game. Collis had got, a, and there was a hell of a crowd there for him to bat. Then when he got out, they sort of buggered off. Yeah, we, um, I've never forgotten that run out at um, Rotten Store. It's, yeah. it's haunted me even till today. Yeah. <laughs> and we oh, yeah, brought... <laughs> Pour yourself a stiff drink. So with three games to go, Low House 71 points, Rock Store 72, and, and we're moving into September. Nelson at home. That Radford's still proud for them. You know, he's great figures there, nearly 16 overs, 41 for five. We get 112. I mean, was that a bit of a squeaky bum time? Because it's not the best score going. We don't know what the wicket was like. It was at home. And we bowled them all out for for 94. Uh, can you remember anything about that one, Bush? Not really, no. No, no. You got two wickets, 12 Jeff, runs. Yes. I always reckon that if Lorehouse could get between 120 and 140, with a chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. With the bowling lineup right through the 80s, if if that happened, we had a chance because yeah. we had such a good bowling lineup. Yeah. And I always fancied us chances. Yes. So the beauty of Evan was that any any left arm bowler that takes it away from the bat, uh, even today. Uh, Amateur cricketers don't play them, don't play that type of bowler comfortably. And, no. and of course, Evan was in a, an international spin bowler doing that. It was a massive ace in the pack, massive ace yeah. in the pack. And, and certainly, certainly in terms of mopping up a tail end, I'm getting the pros out, but, but specifically mopping up the, the tail end. Uh, that was a real feature. I know there were a couple of occasions when we didn't do it, but generally speaking, if you look at these scores, from number number six and six downwards, they're all single figures, week in, week out. Yeah, it is, you know, and, and that's what got us into that, you know, the position we were in. And again, Ivan, I think two games before this, you got the 500s run, you know, so as much as you're disappointed with your batting, it's a fantastic performance. Mm. Oh, there's just one other point I wanted to mention. We talked about the games in, in August. Is there anything else happened in August 1982, Rog? My okay. first son was born. That's right. Stephen Brom was born August 82, so it's uh, a good so, year. And, and seriously, I actually wanted to win the league for him. Yeah. Not, not oh. me, but, you know, Lord Ice, you know, yeah. you know for, to, to win you the league. You said you couldn't middle it, Rog. Hey. So, <laughs> We're going to the next to last game of the season, Burnley away. They won the toss and battered 113 for eight off their 34 overs. Can anyone talk me through what that was about, what the wicket was like? And it seems a strange score. It does. I can't remember the wicket. Um, I remember thinking that that, that, that was, you know, we, we, we should be winning that, you know, and uh, well, we should. You know, yeah. there's no dispute about that. But yeah, just just one point on on the the games that we lost in this year. We, we lost six games. Five of the games were chasing runs. We yeah. just 
we just weren't a good chasing side. We were a good defending side. I think that's quite significant, is that? Yeah, it is. I mean, we'll, we'll mention. Well, I, I've noticed that a lot of the times when it when it does say who's won the toss and and Lofty has uh, has battered. You know, probably thinking the bowling is the strongest option, mm. but to control in a game, you know, we were getting you know getting the runs, but to control the game with the four bowlers that uh, that we had, you know, was, was quite phenomenal. But 113 for eight off 34, you know, yeah. as you. Brom, you've got to think we're going to win that. And then Stan, you know, Robertson ended up with six wickets for not a lot. Whitaker bowled very tight by the looks of it. Can you remember that game? Was there a big crowd? I can remember. I can remember hooking, uh, hooking Robertson uh, and not middling it and getting caught on the boundary edge by Whitaker. Lofty will correct me on this one, or Graham will. I'm Roger. I think this was the game where we were in a position to claim bad light. I, I think it went incredibly oh, gloomy. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it went incredibly gloomy. And perhaps a little bit naively, we didn't, we didn't push it with the umpires, uh, primarily because we thought we could win anyway because we weren't chasing a great score. But as it started to go wrong... We were we would have been ahead on we were ahead on run rate, and it went incredibly dark, and we we mm. pressed on. I, I may be confusing that with another game, but I think it's this one. Lofty will remember it because obviously he's captain. Lofty, yes, when we played Burnley, could we claim light? Yeah, we should have done. Oh yeah, yeah. We were we were above the run rate, and uh, we didn't get a message from scorebox. Until an over after, I was going to come off for bad light. We didn't get it uh, till it didn't, it didn't come down to me. Didn't message the over after, and we, we lost out. We went run rate. Uh, otherwise, we'd have won it. And that was the uh, that was Burnley and Burnley, weren't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the time I uh, went in the bar, had a pint. Went down back in dressing room and saw me out there. And Rotten Stall have won. They've got a bonus point. So we finished 76 points and Rotten Stall 81 with one game to go. Talk us through the build-up to that. We, you know, we realised that Rotten Stall have got to... Sorry, we've got to win the game and ball Rotten Stall out. The build-up to that, was there much going on in the press lofter? Oh, was there yeah. any you know, communication with the league or what Rotten Stall might do? Well, the, the banter was declaring and things, denying us this, denying us that. And de but we, we booked an holiday to press that in that Sunday. <laughs> and I, I weren't expecting to be playing, to be honest. No. I thought we'd have won it. But <laughs> listen, we went over on the Saturday, me and kids and, and whatever, and, uh, to press that in. And... Uh, Clifford worked in it as caravan. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, come on, he said, I'll take you home and get your stuff. You're playing. I said, yeah, all right, all right. So he, he was waiting for me over in Prestatin. He took me all the way home. We'd only just arrived at Prestatin. He took me to his house. I stopped overnight at his house. 
He'd say no bed. And then he told me to game. After game, they were all the way back to press that in and then came back home. That was Clifford. Oh, good on him. Good on him. Um, so we've got, you know, Rotten Stall. It says here, toss not known, but I believe they won the toss. Is that right, Lofter? Yeah. Yeah, so Brian Payne's won the toss and they've, they've battered. And I'll throw it out there to everyone. 50 for six off 34 overs. Clearly not even trying to put a total on, just stopping us getting the bonus point. Is that cricket? They shut up shop, Jez, when they lost early wickets. They lost uh, Payne, Swanee, Pro, 24 for five. We yeah. opened up the heaven. Uh, yeah. 17, yeah. 17 overs, five for 20, Evan. Incredible. They panicked. Yeah. But the, the, the run-up during the week was, was huge. There, there were pen picks... Uh, of the Lores team in the Burnley Express, all the talk was, would Brian Payne deny us the bonus points by declaring? And Brian wouldn't disclose it. Jez and I have talked to him subsequently, and he has said that he would never have dreamt of declaring, but he wasn't going to tell anybody that. And we take him at face value, of course, decent sort is Brian. Uh, but that was all of the talk. And we had it in the back of our minds that they were quite, you know, they could well have done that. And, and, and the, the league changed the rules, uh, that back end, to say that if you declared you were considered all out, that would have been, would have denied us. But if I remember rightly, it had, it had thrown it down all week. And that, that day was a real steamy, hot day. Mm. And uh, it was a bit of a sweaty pitch. <clears throat> And we bowl magnificently. Um, and, and obviously, once they weren't all eight, it was a bit of a dead rubber. But Ev Evan's figures that day are absolutely remarkable. 17 overs, nine maidens, five for 20. Mm. Yeah. They didn't play a shot in anger, though, did they? No, no they didn't. No. But, Not uh, after they lost those wickets. But still to get... I remember, was there a left-hand batsman there? <coughs> they, didn't, they didn't come to play cricket, they just come to... Uh, yeah. yeah, I think Brian Terry was a left-handed bat. And I was struggling to bowl to him, I couldn't, you know... Um... Were it Terry that would keep holding us up? No, one of them holding us Glenn up. Ball, Glenn Ball will bat at a long time for 10. I don't know what you, can, what you can do in that situation, though. It's... But there is a strange one. Can I just mention one thing, though? Yeah. Iggy stumped somebody that game. So what was Phil Pickle doing? Oh. <laughs> I've no idea. Oh, he did. You're right. No. Yes. Yeah. Well, he certainly didn't. He certainly didn't run down the wicket, Rog. No. No, you wouldn't think so, would you? But it no. just seems a strange one that somebody gets yeah. stumped in the game like that. Yeah. You know when they, they weren't playing any shots at all. I mean, if you look at that, they forty. Well, they forty for six. It'd be difficult to tell what over that happened then, wouldn't it? But I'll bet they were 40 for six and I'll bet there were 10 overs left easy. easy. Well, I know we struggled with latter overs yeah, because we, we just we couldn't get a breakthrough anywhere. Yeah, no, no catches come up, no nothing. It yeah. was, uh, they just weren't playing any, any shots, were they? No. Evan, you yeah. bowled 17 overs. What could you, what were you, can you remember what you were thinking or what you were... What you what you was trying to do? Because I'd have I'd have no idea of where I'd be able where I would start if. Well, we I think it's um the lads have said we got through the first we got wickets initially. Then they just they blocked it. And I just got this vision of trying to bowl to a left hander, and I and I to be honest, 
at times I got a bit of a, a thing in my mind about bowling to left-handers that they would just, you know, block the pup out of it and I could never get them out. And I vaguely remember trying to bowl some leggies, you know, the old mm. wrist spinners. Mm. Um, but no, no, yeah, they just dropped anchor and there was nothing we could do. And uh, oh, no. I remember when we came off the field, we were all pretty disappointed. And Lofty said, oh, well, just, let's just knock the runs off and have a beer, which is sort yeah. of what happened. Mm. As a, I mean, there was a huge crowd on. As a, spe- as a spectacle, it was a non-event. Yeah, it was exciting for our supporters and the neutrals when we were taking wickets. But when they dropped anchor, uh, it was a, uh, it was appalling. Really, the yeah. wicket didn't help neither no, because it was, uh, it, it were a bit stodgy. It, it didn't help. You to get it through a little. Uh, no, it, know, was, it, was, a, it was a great wicket for dropping anchor on. Yeah, the ball yeah, turned, yeah. the ball turned and seemed slowly. Mm. Obviously, I was I was very young at this. I, not young, I wasn't born. That is young, Joel. That's it is, young. absolutely. But do you know this makes me profoundly sad <laughs> listening to it because it's uh, because you've got all these people. Jez and Gary that were involved in it and clearly really cared about playing cricket and playing for Lower House and they were doing the very best to win the league for the first time and they didn't quite get there and it makes me a bit sad. Sad as us. No, no, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that, Rog. <laughs> All I can say, Joe, because we don't like sadness on this podcast, no. we, you know, the, the, the most, you know, what, what will various players within the team, the first team, but also within the club, learn from that. You know, a fantastic pro with some great amateurs. You learn from it. And that, as much as, you know, Lofty mentioned about Colin Milburn and the spectators, that, that that's where that started coming on. That was the start of our run, 1980, very well, 1982. All right, you know, the 80s did get tough a bit. But, you know, myself and Gary and, uh, you know, with Phil and Stan's support brought us through to where we are now, where we pass it on to you. Yeah. Can you imagine if we'd have won the league? I think that would be amazing. Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grapes Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Eighty-three, eighty-four, eighty-five were quite successful. Uh, sorry, eighty-three, eighty-four were successful. Yeah. Eighty-five wasn't. Uh, that was sub pro for Curti in the next year when he was in the World Cup. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Not yeah. Against Rottenstall, yeah. weren't it? Yeah. That's another tale. Is that one? Mm. I think he arrived at Lower House with a servant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Things are flooding back or trickling back, should I say. Am I right in thinking, or would this be accurate, that either neither yourself nor Wendy would have seen a terraced house before? Have I got no. that? <laughs> we hadn't, no. 
Because I, I seem to remember Wendy having been quartered. I think he came back from the airport in the dark. <laughs> and, and legend has it that Wendy remarked, what are the, all these small boxes with lights on? <laughs> lights in, like there was some type of magic lantern. They could have to say, the terraced houses. <laughs> you used to come to Lower Ice for a shower, didn't you, from Sabden? You used to shower. Oh, God, that ice. must have been desperate. Well, no, that's the other thing. I've forgotten that. Um, poor old Tom. We didn't have a shower or bath in our cottage, and we were allowed to go next door twice a week, and he'd run a bath, and it would have four inches of water in it, and it, <laughs> Wendy would go first, and then I'd have a bath after that. Then the rest of the week, we'd go down to the um, to the clubhouse and, and have a shower. and But you had those guys that were doing PD, or they were painting or, you know, the old yeah. boys that were misbehaving and the cops had seen them in there to do their clean the clubhouse. Oh, yeah, community service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Lord. Showering with cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. So I think, you know, what we've gone through there, and I know what you're saying, Joe Martin, you're always a little bit glass half empty, but it's... You know, there's a fantastic side there. The season is was phenomenal, and people remember that that forever. So, if we we'll just have a run round of anyone who's got anything else that they want to talk about around the season, and then we'll have a further run round just to see if there's any old stories or bit of memories that people want to uh, want to bring into us. So, Gary, I'll go to you first about the season. How, how, you know, do you think? What looking back on it and the way we've talked about it, have you any observations? Yeah, I, I, just following on from what George said there, but I think I remember um, sort of through nineties and um, all tales in the dressing room and stuff like that. More often than not, there would be some memory of '82 and Evans' performances and the effect he had, and and, and like I say, as a professional coming into what what Lofty was terming as a, a well balanced side at that time, and and as a player then. I mean, you know, we didn't get close to uh, to a trophy really until Corrie's sort of year, sort of year. But only at that point could you imagine what it would have been, what it must have been like in that side then. We were a far better side than we were there, you know, in, in terms of like top to bottom amateur ranks, um, and and that that must have been special to go through all that season, even though it finished like it did, and that's probably the lasting memory for a lot of people. I think what everybody achieved over that season. And to be to have been part of that, and just listening to the tales and the, the reminiscing tonight, must have been something special. And and certainly at a club that had had never even had a sniff of uh, of anything like a championship. So um, yeah. you know, fair play. Here, here, and to get so close, it is. It's it was a great achievement, and it's glad that we're capturing it like we are now, and and people can listen, you know, and enjoy what we're talking about. Joe Martin, what's what's your Final and don't be negative. Don't talk about no, how, it, how you're not going to sleep tonight. What's your thoughts about that season? It wasn't. It wasn't negative. It was the kind of disappointment I felt for everybody. That was the that was the thing because because it, 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 I, I get the sense that that everyone really cared and that's yeah. and that's what I that's what I, I really liked. Yeah. But also, yeah, um, I just think it was a real achievement for the for the club to. Good. into that position it's good amazing i think we should look at it so uh brom what about you just just summing up the the 82 season the way we've talked about it and your final thoughts on it I, i've got to say 
my abiding memory is the Rotten Soul game. It it, it just haunts me. That that game. Um, yeah. When when I, when I back, you know, we, we can all have thoughts on which game it was that we we could have done better. Uh, you know, and Paul Argyles has mentioned, you know, if Evan had bowled more, yeah, I, I, I get all that. But the abiding memory is that rotten soul game, and I think yeah. that's where nerves actually kept in. Yeah, yeah, no, good point. That's good point. That's and people talk about bottle or whether Evan should have bowled bowl more, or, or other. It, it, it really doesn't matter now. I think, as, as people have mentioned, 100% was given. And we couldn't ask for any more, whether we're players, spectators or, uh, you know, people involved in the club. Stan, what's your thoughts around the the discussion? Oh, asleep. I think we, we quickly got over the fact that we'd, uh, we didn't win the league because we, we soon realised that we'd had a tremendous season. And uh, it was a tremendous season, not only results-wise, but the team spirit... Uh, was one of the finest uh, I, I ever played in, and, and I've uh, I've ever seen subsequently, uh, with some great characters, some funny characters, some tough characters. Evan was an absolute gentleman, and with the honour of playing with a, a, a great cricketer, uh, it was apart from the, the the final result, if you will, it was a season of of great joy uh, because we hadn't been a very good team, and we showed we could we could play. And I actually think we could have gone on to win the league the following year if Bush hadn't have left. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, point. Bush was a tremendous player and he went. He joined the professional ranks. Uh, that certainly wasn't meant as a criticism, Graham. Uh, but we just missed out on a very, very good player. Good observation, Stan. And like we said, we've done that on other podcasts. You know, it is, but the people move on, they progress. So, will Bush... Your thoughts around 82 and, and how this, you know, how we've summarised it, your final thoughts? Yeah. I just felt that the whole team and everybody who came into that team contributed in some way. The atmospheres were, it, were fantastic, really. Yeah. Not just for the players, but also for the wives and girlfriends. Mm. They all got involved, which is a bit unusual, really. Yeah. But it was like, it was just that bond between everybody. And yeah. I thought that was tremendous because... I played down Burnley for quite a few years and didn't, it weren't like that. The, the atmosphere no. at Low Rise was totally different yeah. and it was a pleasure to play. Yeah, yeah. So, and Evan, yeah. obviously... Make sure, Make sure you get that in. Make sure you get that in, Jez. You can start off with that and finish with it. Bush, I really appreciate you know your comments there. We've talked lots and lots about your career at Burnley and then coming to Low Rise. But I think a lot of what you've just said there is down to the bloke on your right. For, for getting that atmosphere the way it was, and and I think we've tried to um, to keep that going, and long long may it uh, continue. So, Lofter, yeah. before we go back to the uh, the professional, your uh, summary and uh, and abiding memories of how we've managed to go through each game and uh, around the ninety the eighty two season, please. My uh, overall thoughts related tremendous professional and a gentleman. Here. And my biggest regret was Burnley. And that just gazumped my season, really. Yeah. That one yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, didn't it? 
Yeah, it did. But don't, you know, we've got to remember that, you know, how, what a fantastic season it was and how we've progressed from there. Yeah, it's going to be with you forever, Lofty. But I've got to say, you know, you brought that for us. And we're really grateful for you coming on this podcast and Bush for sorting out to get you to get you on it. So, you know, we really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Oh, yeah. Evan, your, can you sum up the, uh, you know, your feelings? You've come probably, to this strange... Probably one of the... Probably one of the two best sides I've ever played. And as the guys have said, it, it was a team without anyone really sort of standing out above the other. Everyone contributed at some stage during the year. I remember my abiding memories, Lofty had a huge pair of mitts on him. He very rarely missed anything and that he got his hands to. Um, yeah. But I, fielding practice, I remember Tripp catching the ball behind his back at, at when we hit the yeah. high catches out. Um, yeah. It was just a lovely place to be a part of, and uh, yeah. I, I was. It was it happened for me at the right time in my life, and and I was yeah eternally grateful and uh, never really? forgotten. It. And you were, of course, the leading bowler in the league at the end of the season, Evan. The yeah, I got the yeah, was Really miserly. You're the top bowling bowling average in the league. Runs as well, Evan. Is you know it's a fantastic mm. achievement and contributed massively to you know to what we did achieve. Throughout that season, we have nothing else to to talk about about the '82 season. Uh, I know you guys have not seen each other for for nearly forty years. If you want to talk about any stories, if you want to, you know, Stan, have you anything that you can? Uh... Sorry, Jez, you mentioned there about Alan's leadership, and I, I'd second that. A, a proper leader. It helps if you're six foot four and everybody's frightened stiff of you. But um, <laughs> but he was he was he led from the front, and when Evan said there. Uh, he had a big pair. Uh, I didn't realize he was going to say mitts. Um, I thought he was going to refer, refer to you. his danglers because, as you know, as you know, we were um, a team full of high spirited lads, and childishness w- w- was, was prevalent. And of course, ribaldry and a bit of rudeness uh, never went to miss. I mean, Lofty did have a, a massive, we used to call it his pump bag at Haslingdon. In one of his Churchillian pep talks, he threatened to throw us, threatened to throw us off the balcony if we didn't do certain things, and you believed him. And uh, at the end of this, and he said, and when we're in that field, he said, you stop everything. You, if you have to, you stop it with your bollocks. At which point, Dave Keeley said, if we had a pair of bollocks like yours, Alan, we'd have no problem stopping anything. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 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 So that's done. Thank you very much. Put that one in. <laughs> Nowadays, we're left to knuckle play white ball cricket, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, anything else from anyone else? I've just uh, mentioned Dave Keeley there. Yeah. When I were in hospital uh, the other week, I looked up on the board opposite, the bed opposite, there's a board, a white board. With name David Keeley on it, and I thought it, it can only be one David Keeley. Surely, God, it must be. Anyway, they wheel him in. They wheel him in. I said, "All right, Dave, how are you?" He said, "How am I? I went down for a knee operation, a replacement, and all they've done is clean it." He said, "Surgeon won't, won't touch it." I went, "Oh my God!" Anyway, it went, but uh, all night. 12 o'clock before we got to sleep that night, we're just telling jokes, and oh, it was it were best crack I've ever in my life, even though I were in pain. But it was a good crack. Just going back to 
Morehouse not winning out. The Martini Trophy in eighty. We played on the Sunday, and Eastlake's got a decent score, but we were confident to beating it. We we armed off as pro. We went back the following week to play, and the pitch was about three inch of grass on it. Mm. There were no outfield cuts. It were rare. There were water on it. Everything. And because it was Lower House, if it didn't win Burnley or anybody else, I went into the committee room that day and I spoke to the uh, representatives of the league and I said, I'm going home. I said, I'm not playing this match. And they said, I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, we're going home. I'm taking the players home. You can't do that. There'll be repercussions for Lower House forever. And I hadn't got anybody to back me up. There were no committee men there at the time. Clifford were in his car downstairs. And, but that's how Lorehouse were treated later on, uh, well, earlier on in, in my career there. They just, if they'd have been Burnley, they'd have done something about the wicket. John yeah. Hartley were brilliant that day. But Lorehouse has always been, until now, you know, Scott Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's uh, it has it, it was very difficult, and it made it even harder for you guys. You know, certainly after the sixties and seventies and going through there. But thankfully, hopefully, that's that's changed for for good now. Um, before we clear up, and I go back to Evan for the final uh, final comments. Anything else, Gary? No. Um, well, saying that they were just they were just. We're flicking through the games. Obviously, we did all the league games, but there's one Martini game, uh, trophy game. I was I was oh, just yeah. looking at, um, yeah. and it just it was it, 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 I think it was Rishton. Um, is it Rishton at home? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, we batted second, chasing two, two, three, um, and Iggy and Stan open up. Iggy's out in second over, um, and then Evans in at three, Phil's in at four. But both those guys run out. I just wondered if Evan had any recollection or any stories of um, running between the wickets with Mr. Heaton. <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting my hand at him, so I wasn't world class, but I, I don't remember. Um, you know, if there was a run out, it was probably my fault. Um, oh, chivalrous. No. <laughs> Always stand. Well, books are trapped, doesn't it? Evan. Thank you for that, Evan. Uh, I'm eternally grateful, as you can see, it is a conspiracy against me. <laughs> can I point out that the same two people were run out at Rottenstall and I was already in the pavilion? Yeah, and I think I ran myself out at Rams bottom too. I just have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like batting. Yeah, but other than that, Jason, no, it's uh, it's been yeah. it's, it's been a great listen and um, and good to see everybody uh, catching up on on that season. Yeah, brilliant. Joe Martin? Uh, no, I think that's been great. It's Evan still held in such high regard at the cricket club. It's yeah. really yeah. fantastic. And when I speak to people when we're getting new pros or, you know, signing spinners or whatever, it's always a question as whether they're going to be as good as him. And uh, so, or is it a rare, do you ever come over to England or is it a rare occurrence now? No, I haven't been across, no, not no. for a long time. Right. No, well, if I had have been, I'd have been up there to see you. Well, everyone still really likes you, so there you go. 
You're always well, well. You're always welcome, Evan. Tom's still got that cottage in Sabden. <laughs> <laughs> with no bath or shower. <laughs> I think what you've done with the club is fantastic in the last ten or fifteen years, Stan. What you've done and. Uh, you know, I've seen the, I follow the games as much as I can, the streaming of the odd game. I wake up in the night to find out if the Burnley football team's won or, and I flick across to Lower House to see what's happening. And, the, and I've seen the odd photo of, from from high and um, I, I think it's looking magnificent. The the net you've got, the way, you know, it's fantastic. It's Thank you thrill. very much indeed. Yeah. Thank Cheers. You. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, Evan. Uh, Roger, final yeah. part of the shot from you. Uh, I've really enjoyed this podcast. It's um, it's been it's been difficult, really, uh, going through this season because it it hurts so much. But um, there have been some positives at the end of it. So, but it's always we're all still alive. Yeah, we're all still showing in the meter, Roger. Will you? That's the other thing we had at that cottage. We had a bloody meter. We had to put 50p coins on it. Roger looks like a whistleblower on the BBC. He just needs a <laughs> just needs a like a com- computerized voice. <laughs> Actor's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the battery's running down and I'm not close to a plug, so I might be saying goodbye sooner, sooner than you think. <laughs> and final point from yourself. And I'd just like to thank uh, you, Jess, for organising this and for everybody for coming on. Uh, and Evan, yeah. it's been absolutely wonderful to see you. To see you. It has. Uh, we must... Uh, I'm not a great one for Facebook, uh, it, pr- primarily because I haven't got time. But uh, this has been, we must try and keep in touch. This has been an absolute pleasure. And you look so well. Great to see you all again. Really do. Yeah, really do. Bush, Bush Lofter, you two, do you want to just. uh, Yeah, it's been 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 great. It's all this time since I've seen Evan. Yeah. But I know my lad keeps tabs with you, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps uh, reminding me. and... uh, It's good to see you. It always has been. Good. Yeah. Well, you look after yourself. Yeah. And take care. Final words with yourself, Evan, before I, before I close the podcast. Oh no, I just like to to uh, to wish you all the you know the best for the for the coming season. Um, hope Burnley Football Club can get up a couple of places in the league. Um, and it's it's been an absolute thrill. I've been looking forward to it for a long time to uh, to see you guys again and. Hear your voices and the stories, and I mean the, you know the cliff. The cliff used to take his teeth out at different stages, and I just have this vague, buddy recollection of that. Well, he, <laughs> he, he did have them because the first time he ever met you, he took them out and put them on the table, uh, and uh, whilst he was still eating, they were talking. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant! What a good note to uh, to end the podcast on. So and, thanks ever so much, Evan. Thanks to Lofty, especially to you for coming on here. I know it's. You're welcome. A last-minute thing. Bush for sorting that out for us. Thanks, Brom. Thanks, Stan. And the two co-hosts. Thanks very much, Joe. Thanks very much, Gary. So don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. You'll get them a day or two early. But if you don't, like it, friend it, Twitter it, whatever else you can do to it. Uh, And thanks, everyone, for listening to this podcast.
Send more hosts to save the host. 